episode 10 of the Curly W Live podcast. Episode 10 is coming to you from Orlando, Florida, the site of the 2017 baseball winter meetings. As a reminder, you can always find the podcast on our blog, which is Curly W Live, curlyw.mlblogs.com, nationals.com slash podcast, and on iTunes, search Curly W Live. So episode 10 features an interview with Nationals manager Dave Martinez. We recorded the podcast on Monday morning as a stop on Davey's media tour at the winter meetings. Uh, he had his manager's press conference. He joined MLB Network's Hot Stove for a segment, stopped by MLB Network Radio. He did an interview with Masson and spent some time with Yahoo Sports opening up old baseball cards. So in the midst of all that, he took some time to sit down with us for an interview. And in his interview, Davey opened up about uh, what his first few months on the job have been like, his coaching staff. Um, we talked about his playing career a little bit and some of the mentors he had along the way as a very young player. Some of his philosophies on coaching and managing, and we talked about some of the things he's looking forward to as manager of the Washington Nationals. So without much further ado, let's get to it. Here's episode 10 of the Curly W Live podcast featuring Nationals manager Dave Martinez. Enjoy. Coming to you from the Swan and Dolphin Hotel in Orlando, Florida, the site of the 2017 Winter Meetings. And with me uh, this morning is Dave Martinez, the manager of the Washington Nationals. So, Dave, um, we're checking in with you for the first time since your press conference about a month ago. So, from that time to now, what have you been up to as your as your manager, your first few months as a big league manager? I've been uh, starting uh, conversations with players, uh, calling, texting, um, trying to build that uh, that communication and engaging in, uh, in conversations with them. Um, also with the coaching staff. Uh, front office, uh, just trying to build that relationship. I think it's important that uh, we're all on the same page and we start building relationships. Now, without divulging any secrets or personal information, uh, like what are your conversations with the players like? Um, is it personal stuff? Is it about you know what they like to do as a player, their routines? What do you, what are you checking in with them about? You know, it, it, it varies. Um, you know, a lot. You know, we tr- I try to just engage in just a basic conversation. You know, it it could, it could go from baseball to uh, you know talk to Anthony about um, his his. Uh, wedding that he just had and uh and uh talked a lot about that and what he was doing and uh talked to max about his um having a new baby mm-hmm. um you know so uh it's just like i said it's it's, it's starting to uh, create that bridge um to each player individually and um and just building relationships with them now when we saw you at your press conference you hadn't started your coaching staff yet um this is pretty early in the process so now that we have a full staff can you kind of go through what went into putting your staff together well, the, uh, Mike and I sat and uh, put together a list of, of guys that we thought would fit um, what we wanted to do moving forward. Uh, and we wanted to create a uh, – we wanted to have guys in, uh, that could communicate with players as well as I can. We want to have uh, guys that knew the analytical side of the game, but yet were good baseball-minded uh, coaches as well. Um, and I think we did a wonderful, wonderful job getting the coaches that we got. Uh, full, high energy, um, very confident, uh, very positive, um, and uh, they're all excited to be a part of the Washington Nationals organization. And one of those coaches is Bobby Henley, kind of a, a mainstay in the organization. He's been with us for a very long time and been on the big league staff for a while. Uh, as what went into keeping him around? Well, uh, believe me, it, w- it wasn't a, it wasn't a hard choice after talking to people in the organization talking to uh, players and having a conversation with him, he fits the bill. Um, and he's full of energy, uh, brings, a, brings a lot, a lot of years of coaching 
um, knows the, knows the players. Uh, it was an easy choice, you know, uh, and I, I try to surround myself with uh, good baseball, good positive energy guys, and uh, he was the one guy that uh, I felt uh, could really, 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 uh, we could really benefit from keeping. Now, do you want um, guys that are of the same ilk as, as you, um, kind of the same type of personality, same type of people, or are you looking for guys that, um, you know, want to, You kind of, I don't want to say argue with, but have good conversations and that you challenge each other? What What was the balance like there? I definitely do not want any yes guys. Mm -hmm. uh, don't tell me what I know. Tell me what I don't know. Mm -hmm. And um, constructive criticism is is awesome for mm -hmm. me. Uh you know, I don't, I don't claim to know everything. Uh, I, I try to learn every day. Um, I think these guys bring a little bit, or should I say a lot of bit, of experience to the game and knowledge. Now, you guys spent a weekend together in West Palm a couple weeks ago. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what, into that, what went into that weekend and what you guys all accomplished? Well, we wanted, we, I wanted to make sure that uh, Mike and I wanted to make sure we brought everybody in, um, got to know each other, uh, open lines of communication, and uh, start building those relationships. And... Um, and also, you know, communicate with the analytical guys. Some scouts were there, uh, and it, it turned out to be an unbelievable uh, three days of conversations and, uh, and good times. Now, at your press conference, uh, you told a good story about how you got into coaching uh, when you were a spring training instructor. Um, but going back to your playing days, um, was coaching or managing something you thought of, and were there any coaches that kind of pushed you in that direction or that inspired you? You know, I, I really, uh, once I got, I played for so long, once I got done playing, I thought, you know, uh, I was done. Um, I had a really good career, and I, th I thought I just wanted to be at home. And uh, Joe Madden called me up in 2006, mm -hmm. and uh, I started uh, doing some part-time coaching mm -hmm. w with uh, the Rays and then finally realized that, hey, you know, I really, I really do like this. I like being around the guys, and I love being on the field, and uh, maybe it's something that I would want to do. And uh, before you know it, I got hired as the bench right. coach. So. You know, with that being said, you know, that leads up to today. Um, I'm passionate about the game. I love the game of baseball, and uh, I learned so much uh, and had so many good mentors along the way as a player that, uh, you know, I really felt like, hey, I really do have an opportunity to, to do something uh, other than just be a coach, and that, that was to manage, and that, that, that was my, you know, uh, inspiration uh, is to get to the next level and be able to manage in the major league. I'm glad you brought up your playing days because a lot of people the last 10 years, they've known you as a bench coach and you've had incredible success, of course. But, I mean, you played a long time, 16 seasons, 2,000 games, 1,600 hits. Um, and one thing about your career that I don't know how many people know, you were in the big leagues at 21 years old. And that's not easy to do, especially back then. And, and you look at now, there's it's, it's trending younger. The game is a little bit. Um, but being in the big leagues at 21 years old at that time, you know, were there any veterans that kind of took you under your, their wing and kind of showed you how to play the game and uh, what being a big leaguer was all about? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, you know I, like I said, you, I was 21 years old. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. At 21, you know, you still have fears. Yeah. And uh, and I'd have to say that, you know, Rick Sutcliffe, uh, Jody Davis, uh, Andre Dawson, uh, you know, Ryan Sandberg, those guys uh, – you know, all helped me through those times. I mean, it, you know, it, there wasn't very many young players mm -hmm. at, at those times. You know, but, uh, we were at, the team that I was on was all mostly veterans. Yeah, so um, they helped me go through, and I understand that part of the game, and I really take into consideration the younger players and um, really try to help them out and guide them and tell them that, you know, hey, I understand the frustrations and I understand what you go through because I've been there. Mm -hmm. Is that something you'll point out to like a Trey Turner or Victor Robles or 
Joe Ross, or are you going to kind of just let um, yourself coach and not really point to the fact that, you know, you were in their shoes at one point? Well, you know, that, you know, we just, as, as, as a game progresses, as, mm-hmm. you know, every day progresses, you watch and see what, what that their needs are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sometimes, yeah, you, you might have to say, Hey, look, you know, if they're, if they're struggling at a time mm-hmm. says, Hey, I've been in your situation. Right. I said, you're really remember what, what they, why they're here mm-hmm. and explain to them, Hey, you got here because you do all the little things right. right. You know, uh, just concentrate on the little things and you'll be fine. Did you ever find yourself maybe with like um, guys with the Rays or, you know, Chris Bryant with the Cubs, like subconsciously parroting a line that you heard from Rick Sutcliffe or Andre Dawson? And you think back, you say something to those guys, but you're like, huh, that's funny. Like he told me, Rick Sutcliffe said that to me, you know, a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, my, the biggest thing that I got from all those guys mm-hmm. is that, uh, hey, uh, you stay within yourself. Mm-hmm. You stay. You compete every day, um, and you don't worry about anything else mm-hmm. that, that transpires. A lot of things happen in the game. Mm-hmm. He said you're here to compete, and you're you're here to be you. Right. You know, just be yourself and, and go out there and have fun. You've done this your whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, nothing changes. Right. I said you 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 know they you just always tell me you know when when I had doubts they would tell me how good I was, mm-hmm. and uh, and that helped. Now fast forward a little bit to when you're in Montreal. Um, you played in outfield with Otis Nixon, Marquise Grissom, Larry Walker. Um, guys that went on, you were all pretty young at that time, but you, they all went on to have great careers, um, you included. I mean, what was it like playing with such a talented outfield um, back when you were in pretty when we were pretty young? It was it was incredible. Uh, you know, we, we had good time together, mm-hmm. full of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember standing out that we all threw the ball really well, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the, what I heard from a lot of other teams and coaches. You mm-hmm. know, like you know when we come in to play, you guys don't run. Don't run. Yeah, nobody <laughs> nobody ran. Yeah. <laughs> And it kind of it kind of stung for us because right. you know we like throwing guys out, mm-hmm. but no one no one ever challenged us. That's great. Now, and then you eventually uh, joined the Tampa Bay Rays, and I hope people know this, but you got the first hit in Rays history. So I'm not going to ask you necessarily about the at bat itself, but the most important part: did you keep the ball? Yeah, yeah. Well, st- well, actually, the uh, the ball and the bat went to the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're in the so, Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a replica. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now with your job with the nationals, let's talk a little bit about that. And what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about is like, have you thought about some of your firsts? Um, obviously this is your first managing job. Um, but have you thought about like your first spring training meeting that you'll, you know, when you got the entire team together, um, opening day, you know, your first pitching change, your first win, have you thought about that yet? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think about a lot of things, you know, the, the one thing that, that stands out the most is that, so we, you know, we play game five. Mm-hmm. in uh, Washington and when I come out of the dugout before the game mm-hmm. I look around and I see 50,000 mm-hmm. fans all wearing red mm-hmm. that was impressive mm-hmm. I mean and, and uh, so for me knowing the fan base mm-hmm. that uh, we have um, I build on that mm-hmm. you know and I, and I want to I want us to succeed not only just for the Washington Nationals and the players but also for the fans that who, who are, are there through thick and thin right. for the for the organization, so um, I think about all those things mm-hmm. and, and moving forward and getting to spring training and, and, and starting that whole, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, that really building those relationships mm-hmm. and, and and getting going. Now you don't have to tell us because it'll be it'll be your first you know speech or whatever. But do you know what your message is going to be that that first day of spring training when you got sixty guys or whatever in camp together and we're all in the room looking at you? My message will be in short <laughs> is to uh, play the last game of the world series and win it okay and my the focus will be is to 
compete every day at the highest level. Okay. Now, along those same lines, have you thought about how your day-to-day preparation is going to change come April and you know, end of March, early April, when you're the manager now? And how does your day going to change um, you know, for a 7 o'clock game? Have you thought about that at all? Well, you know, as a, be- as a bench coach for, for many years, you, you've, you develop a routine. And, um, uh, you de- and you develop a routine with the manager, with the coaching staff, with, you know, your trainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I, I think uh, moving forward, I- I've been trying to think of what my routine would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very hands-on. You know, okay. uh, like I said, I love, I love being on the field. I love communicating with the players. Uh, you know, I, I plan on continuing to do that mm-hmm. uh, as a manager. That's n- never going to change. I mm-hmm. mean, that's who I am. That's what I love. Right. But I definitely will, um, will find that niche mm-hmm. and uh, create that routine so that everything's the same every day. Now, obviously, during your time with the Cubs, uh, the winning the World Series is probably up there in, in your career accomplishments. But at the smaller level, can you think of like a specific progression of a player that you've worked with over the years that you're really you're really proud of? Well, you know, there's there's quite a few players that I really um, that I admire for you know like you know, and some of them are really big name players. Right. You know, Diana uh, um, Navarro, one. You know, a great relationship mm-hmm. with them. Uh, Jose Molina, another guy. Uh, you know, Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, Rizzo, mm-hmm. you know, great relationship with David Ross, uh, you know. So I mean, it varies. Addison Russell, you know, mm-hmm. who, you know, I look at him as being, you know, uh, being a, a, an extension of my family. Okay. You know, yeah. So I mean, um, well, it's good that you've got a lot of guys that you can lean on and a lot of experience helping those guys progress. And obviously, Addison Russell is one of the top shortstops in the National League now. So. It's good that you can lean on your, your experiences with him going forward. So at the press conference, you said you wanted to keep it loose, regardless win or loss, you want that music on. Uh, you talked about Sunday fun days, which um, I know we're all looking forward to seeing what that necessarily entails. Um, and everyone has their own way of going about staying loose. Um, it's a grind of a season from mid-February to hopefully the end of October. How do you stay loose? What are you listening to? What what you know kind of relaxes you on game days? I, well, I like, I like a variety of music, uh, you know, the – Every day after after a good day mm-hmm. or bad day, um, I like to sip a glass of wine and and uh, put the music on and sit sit around in the office and um, and just kind of gather my thoughts mm-hmm. and uh, and prepare myself for the for the upcoming day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love food. I like you know, I, li- <laughs> I like to eat different kinds of food. Okay. I'm not afraid to try too many things. So is that something? Were you loose as a player, or is that something that kind of shifted when you became a coach? I think it's something that shifted, you know, like the best way I could describe it is as a player, you're worried about what you can do to help a team win. As a coach, I worried about 25 right. individuals mm-hmm. and how I could prepare them all individually mm-hmm. uh, to grasp the same message. All right. We'll end with a couple quick hitters for you. Um, an off day at home, what are you looking to do? And an off day on the road, what are you looking to do? <laughs> An off day at home, probably just sit back, relax, yeah. you know, listen to a little music, uh, take, in, take in some, uh, some sights, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, looking forward to that. An off day on the road, uh, depending on where we're at, but I, I really I enjoy fishing. Okay. You know, and, uh, during the season, I think, other than the baseball field, my out is to be fishing and relaxing and just, uh, you know, trying to catch some fish. And then um, your favorite road restaurant and your favorite road stadium, other than – Nationals Park when you were a visitor. My uh, <laughs> my favorite um, restaurant. Hmm. 
kind of few. Uh, I do like Carmine's a lot in New York. Okay. Um, good uh, family style hmm. restaurant. You know, it's it's a good place to gather all the coaches right. and, and and eat. Um, and my favorite my favorite stadium. Gotcha. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the older stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will have to say, uh, the Atlanta Braves new stadium. Okay. Is, trust. Yeah, it's really. The clubhouse there is. Yeah. They, yeah, I really like it. It's really 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 teams. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, what are you looking forward to most about being in D.C.? Are you a tourist guy? Are you um, are you cool going to the museums and seeing all that stuff? What are you looking forward to most about uh, being a part of D.C.? Uh, I, honestly, I, I you know, um, for me, it's D.C. is so different. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like different parts uh, that you could do so many different things. You know, but I'm looking forward to just exploring. You mm-hmm. know, just doing different things. You know, I'm not afraid to go to me try different mm-hmm. different things and doing different. Uh, trying you know going different avenues and um and, and see what see what see what's out there all right well davy martinez thank you for joining us today at the winter meetings and um we look forward to hearing from more from you throughout the season awesome thanks. can't wait thanks again to dave martinez for joining us on episode 10 of the curly w live podcast as we always talk about we want your feedback so feel free to tweet at me at kyle brostowitz or at nationals and feel free to leave comments on curly w live as a reminder, you can always find the podcast on our blog, Curly W Live, which is curlyw.mlblogs.com, nationals.com slash podcasts, and on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to the blog as well uh, as to the podcast on iTunes so you don't miss out on anything. And be sure to stay locked into the winter meetings this week. Uh, refresh Twitter, stay glued to MLB Network, keep Curly W Live open on your desktop. Uh, you never know what could happen this week. And after the meetings wrap up on Thursday, don't forget to join us this Friday and Saturday at Winterfest at the Washington Convention Center. If you see me walking around the floor, feel free to shout out the podcast. I would love to meet some of our listeners. So if you haven't already, be sure to head over to nationals.com slash Winterfest to get your tickets. Once again, Nationals fans, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on the Crow W Live podcast. <laughs>